for a second. Guys, how are you? It's great to see you. Hello. Yeah, you can feel free to clap. What, what's happened to us? Are we okay? You guys, it's a hilarious stand-up comedy show. You should just continue to clap. Feel relaxed. Rela- Go ahead and clap. We should clap. What an interesting audience you already are. Do you feel very on the spot? What happened? Did you? Is this like... Did no, nobody warmed you up yet? That's my. I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm, look at my shit. Look at this outfit. <laughs> a lot of people would say no dark colors in the summer, but pop a little floral tie on there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so happy you guys are here. I got a co-host on this show. Her name is Rhea Butcher. She's gonna come out right now. Let's hear it for Rhea. Oh, hello. Light colors in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we gotta, we gotta kind of have that like. Black cowboy hat, white cowboy hat thing. Yeah, of course. Because, yes. Um, obviously, uh, we're both lesbians. Yes. And so, <laughs> very if we didn't wear different color shirts, <laughs> how would you tell tell us apart? Look like at this. Like, <laughs> which? <laughs> and we care about all the same stuff. Dogs. Dogs. Vegetarianism. Yep. Food. Not men. No, you're right. <laughs> Am I right, gentlemen? Okay. <laughs> we're obviously, obviously, we're charismatic, hilarious stand-ups. We're also uh, fiancés of each other. Beyonces. Yeah. Yes. We yeah, liked it. Right, right. We're Beyonces. That's Beyonces. Beyonces. Yeah. Actually, I like to think of us as two Jay-Zs. Yes. <laughs> Or two Michelle Williamses. <laughs> or two Serena Williamses. Oh, that's better. Yes. <laughs> Rhea was out of town over the weekend. That's why I, that's why I, te- that's why I tell you guys that we're fiancés, because I'm going to talk about the fact that we live together, and I don't want you guys to get this weird idea. <laughs> well, I guess all female comics live together. <laughs> I mean, there are like eight of us, right? So technically, it's possible. Get up in them hills. There's some houses with lots of bedrooms. You know what I mean? Big houses. A lot of a lot of, a lot of big houses. A lot of big houses. Yeah. But we are houses. Yeah. But we are fiancés of each yes, other. We are. Rio's out of town over the weekend. Where were you? I went to Denver. There's what if a... that was me actually asking? I just realized. <laughs> Where'd that. you go? Like that was me setting you up. But what if I was just like, where were you? I, you didn't come home. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I waited till now. I just want to ask you in front of all these people, are you the father? (laughs) No, she's not. No. That kind of sucks. I'm not, unfortunately. We're getting to the point in our life, that'd be great if she was the father. It would be great. But they won't let us have that technology. They won't let us use that technology. It exists. You can make two. It absolutely exists. Make an omelet. Smash them together. Of mouse eggs and make a little mouse baby out of that. Sure, yeah. Omelet babies. I want a mouse baby. No, I don't want a mouse baby. Oh, 
I want to use our eggs. Take care of a tiny little what mouse What I want to do is I want Could you, you to get a mouse. I get a mouse. They each donate eggs. We put those eggs together. We got a mouse baby. <laughs> what about if a human being, that human being being me, had a baby Bjorn for a baby mouse? <laughs> but it was just this big. It was so tiny. It was like, somebody's like, I love your brooch. Is that alive? <laughs> what? <laughs> Then you take that mouse, you pop it up, and you learn it, you teach it how to ride a motorcycle. Am I right? Yes. That was a great book. Helmet for safety. <laughs> Ralph S. Mouse really liked that guy. He could ride so many motorcycles. By the way, the other day you tweeted that you liked to have a motorcycle. I would and... like to have a motorcycle. Nope. <laughs> it's definitely a shame that I do not. I mean, look at this outfit. Yeah. It needs a motorcycle. I should just be on stage with a motorcycle. We both me. want motorcycles, sure. Maria. We both want Gina Gershon to be implied whenever we're around. Right. Of course. But I don't want you to have a motorcycle because they fall over. People get their head smashed. <laughs> they fall over and they smash your head? <laughs> the dangerous part about a motorcycle is if you stand next to it, it fall over and smash your head. I just won't bend over by it. Yeah, why you gotta look so low on the motorcycle? Ow! You got in the strike zone. I'm learning about baseball. Baseball. It's this whole thing we've been working on. This guy hits the ball. The other day, Cameron asked me, if that guy goes over there, can he go over there later? But what was I talking about? You were talking about subbing players in. We were trying to understand the concept. Oh, yeah, of... I agree with myself. That's fucking right, confusing yeah. as shit. Does somebody else catch the ball ever? Wait, a question I didn't know she asked was... Well, I didn't know if they were teams. I didn't know if the pitcher and the catcher only right. know each other. Right. Every team has eight catchers. And eight pitchers. And eight pitchers, And they yeah. have to go to dances together. They to dances together. And they can never be seen apart. Did you hear that the San Francisco giant pitcher got photographed with a different catcher? I did. It was By the way, are the Giants a team in baseball? Yes, they are. For a minute, I Great forgot job. if that was football. I actually do know stuff about football, but also... Well, it is football also. What? There's the New York Giants in, in football. Oh, yes. This is why I was confused. Also, there used to be there the New so York Giants in baseball as well. It. There used to be New York Giants in baseball? Yes. Where and they, they became the San Francisco Giants... And then the New York Mets cropped up in their ghostness field. Yes. This is all the field amazing. of dreams. Yes. Rhea, for the rest of the show, yeah. please go through and tell us where all of the teams used to be. Each team, where it yep. went. I want to know. That should be fun. <laughs> so I went to Denver. Yeah, I was just going to say that I've gone to two baseball games with you, and it's oh, really yeah. fun to go with you because you it's love baseball. I do love But it. also, I would like to leave after the first inning. Yeah. <laughs> she sits down, she's like... Because I always, whenever we get well, there, that was I'm great. like, hot dogs and ice creams and helmets! And then you just eat that, you're like, this is the stupidest. Ugh, get me out of here. <laughs> and also, Cameron, every time... We've watched, we've seen... Two live baseball uh -huh. games. Yep. And we've watched at least 25 baseball a games thousand, together. It feels like. <laughs> it feels like. And she has not seen a single home run in any of those games. Because Rhea every says this time. This is about the baseball superstition. Every time she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, she turns around and goes, and hits a home She's like, Was that a home run? Son of a 
a bitch. It's totally yeah, it's true. true. I have a magic skill. So even if, if we're I'm at just home, looking at my phone to see if you tweeted about a motorcycle, then <laughs> boom, home run. It's out of here. Yeah. And then she goes, "Was that a homie?" <laughs> the terrible thing is, I'm so usually macho on stage, but I do say, "Is that a homie?" For sure, I say that. I hope somebody saw me doing object work of buying a homie at a grocery store just now. What do you mean a homie? I put two quarters in, I cranked it like a little homie, and then I got a homie and I gave it to her. <laughs> You're talking about the plastic toy, a homie. Yes. That comes in a little egg? Yeah, that comes you in an egg. You can get it next to a sticky hand? You can get it next to a sticky hand. I know the guy you're talking about. <laughs> That's the guy. You can also get a car that is like holds them all. It's uh-huh. a, like a Camaro. And one of those things, flip it inside out, and oh, then yeah. you just wait. Wait, wait, what? Can you, you can actually do it. Oh, no, this, the second time there was no sound effect. But the first time, your lips were just in this right zone. And then you went, and it was great. Yeah. That's a weird toy from, why, did they, why is that a toy? Why did they make that? Oh, yeah, this thing? Yeah, it'll, it'll flip around. <laughs> you can give yourself a Every hickey with time. It. It'll never stop flipping. Um, you were out of town. You were in Denver. How was yes, Denver? I was in Denver. It was great. Um, however, I got altitude sickness. Yeah, you oft do. I oft go up do. I, I am a weak, weak person, and yep. I get altitude sickness very easy. I think it's your lifelong vegetarianism. You've never had any kind of grounding meat experience. Probably, probably. You guys can see through my arm, right? <laughs> so you were a little sick. But I, I will say I missed you. Thank you. No. Well, number one, because you're a great partner and a nice person, but also because it's so scary to be alone sure. in the house. Not, I don't mean like in terms of like, oh, like, like kind of life realization. Like, like, what is, what are we all here for? You know, because I have that with you all the time. Um, I mean like, yeah, fuck yeah. No, I mean like, well, somebody said, oh. Yeah. I still wonder about death. We, we do a lot of crystal work, so we figure it out. <laughs> I don't think you move around crystals. I don't think oh, that's really? part of crystals. Oh. No. I always imagined it was sort of like a DJ kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't believe it. Oh my gosh, she went from one to the other! Um, no, that's not what it's like. Do you know when I used to be a circus ringmaster which is a job I had because That's I'm a thing. more interesting than you are. <laughs> when I used to be a circus ringmaster, we were in Boulder, Colorado. Yes. I was with the circus. It was me and seven female acrobats. Sometimes, when the van would overheat, they would all be naked because their bodies were perfect. And they have no sense of shame because they lived their whole lives in a leotard. And the difference between a leotard and no things is like ever approaching zero. So... <laughs> They would be nude all the way. And they have perfect posture. Perfect posture. Yeah, I just met very some much of them, like, and I'm, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the witch in Snow White, yeah. like on top of a crag. Like, right. ah, nah! When we first met, I was living with one of my yeah, circus she was like this. Yeah, she was amazing. Do you know what this girl's... Making toast. <laughs> and then she'd catch the toast with her mouth. Yeah. And put the butter on with her foot. Yes. Her job was... This is her circus job. And her job is, she hangs from her hair. Which means, she hangs from her hair. <laughs> her hair is real strong and long, and then she puts in a top knot on the top of her head, and yep. then it goes through a loop, and then the loop is on like a motorized rope, and the rope goes th- to the ceiling, and then she'll go like, 
let her rip. She doesn't ever say anything, but in my mind, she goes, let her rip. And then she goes up to the ceiling, then she spins real fast and has like wings. She she doesn't have wings, but she has cloth. Um, I mean, if she had wings, that would be probably the first thing I told you. She thinks she maybe wouldn't be in the circus. She had wings. I think she'd be in the X-Men if she had wings. (laughs) Good point. Thanks. She could also turn cards into... Like a weapon? She is in the expedition. Yeah, <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we went to Boulder and we stayed with some people uh, that one of the circus performers that knew from Burning Man because they were all burners. Of course. And their house was all, it was, they had five hairless cats and for a living they made tiny top hats. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, they made tiny... No, these were for the hairless cats, yes? You know what's the most fucked up part? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) Human tiny top hats, which would have perfectly fit the cats. (laughs) And kept their heads warm. Yeah. Do you think the cats were mad about that? Oh, if I could just get in that hat. I would look so good in that hat. There would be books about me. You guys remember that series from childhood? Okay, thank you. That was the right thing to do, was to applaud. That was very good. But yeah, they're, they're, they had two jobs. One was make tiny hats. The other one was dry crystals in the sun under a full moon. That's so, a job? I think maybe more of a calling. Oh, okay. I I, okay. <laughs> but you were out of town, so I was terrified the whole time. Because I'm very scared of everything but being murdered the most. Especially at home. Probably while I'm brushing my teeth. Here I'm looking in the mirror. Pops up behind me, kills me. <laughs> Just once I wish something would actually pop up behind me. So I could be like, oh, fucking finally. <laughs> Save! <laughs> Nothing ever does. But you know what? The Hairless other... cat. Yeah. In a top hat. Right, totally scary. <laughs> or just a floating tiny top. <laughs> yeah. But then you just grab it, you put it on your mouse. Um, yeah. No, but the other thing is that you got to watch out for. Ghosts won't always appear in the mirror or vampires, other spooky things. Or maybe they're behind you while you're brushing your teeth, but they're very low. <laughs> very short. They've been, they've been getting in the way of motorcycles for years. <laughs> right. Yes. So then I always have to do just spin real fast and then go back, which is why our side mirror is covered in toothpaste spin <laughs> cover. What? Oh, no, nobody. Yes, that's right. But I, t- I tried to watch... Uh, but I also love to watch things with lesbians in them. Yes. That's my favorite hobby. <laughs> is to watch um, television and movies with lesbians. And probably just the lesbian parts. Her favorite thing is to find just the lesbian storylines from TV shows on YouTube edited so that it's only those parts. Which makes me sound like a child, but this is 100% true. And a lot of ones are like from the UK and they're obscure, and I've seen all of them. Um, one of the saddest like your ones... baseball cards. Yeah, it was. One of the saddest ones was that I used to be really into this television show Skins, uh, which was on MTV here in the States for a while, 
but it also originated in the UK, and the UK has different child labor laws. And I only say that because there was a very cute and realistic lesbian relationship on that show. And I was like, oh, I fucking love them. They're adorable. I'm so into their relationship. And I watched a bunch of clips of them. I was like, oh, this is kind of sexy. And then I Googled the two actors that were in that movie, and I found out because the child labor laws are different, and also because the child pornography laws are different, those were just actual children. <laughs> Like, when you're in the States, you're kind of protected. If you watch a show about teenagers, those people are 35. Yeah. But in the UK, they were like 16. They were 16 and a kids. half. I was, I've never been more turned on, actually. <laughs> Get that mouse a motorcycle. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, just kind of trying to... So I knew there was a new... I knew there were some queer characters in Sensate, which I haven't sure. seen yet. Um, has anybody seen that show? Clap if you've seen that show. Okay, a couple Yay. people. Yeah, so I turned it on. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this show. But then the first scene, maybe Daryl Hannah is there or a different blonde woman. I don't know, because immediately the music gave me an idea that I should turn it off right away. <laughs> She's like sitting in a ditch. And then a guy's behind her and he's like, what do you want to do right now? And I was like, oh, no! <laughs> I was watching the 1950 film Sunset Boulevard the other day. Yes. And told Cameron, she was like, no! I can't hear another word of it. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard. Right. It's the, from the 50s. drama from 1950. But it starts with a murder. This is not spoiling anything. That's how it starts. It is at the beginning of the But I couldn't deal with it. Um, no, that's... Listen, I get behind myself on this. I know how it goes. I know how... Well, maybe see, you're the one scaring yourself if you're getting behind yourself on this one. <laughs> Perhaps that's the problem. That's oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I just know the kind of person I am. I know that if anything goes into my brain, I think about it for the rest of my life, every day, yeah. as being a potential problem. Sure. Like, I'm always like, oh man, how loose is my skin? Somebody gonna come get me, throw me in a van? <laughs> Put me in a hole, make me two lotion stuff? <laughs> Saw that TV when I was ten. Still living with that. Still also, why about was it. that on network television when we were children? I have no idea. Just a follow up, and this is the final thing I'll say. Uh, do you guys realize that we all grew up watching Silence of the Lambs on like NBC, <laughs> like on NBC, and they didn't cut anything. There's definitely the part where he's like, "Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me," and then it'll go like right to Fruit Loops commercials. Like that is for sure. On at like 5 no, I mean, p.m. on a they Sunday. They dubbed it, and he was like, "Would you hang out with me? <laughs> would you? <laughs> would you fruit with me? I'd fruit with me." It was like nice product placement. Right. <laughs> guys, that's Rio Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. <laughs> oh, Rio is so funny, and I am so funny. But man, there are a bunch of wonderful comics on the show tonight. Are you guys ready for more jokes? Yes. This gentleman is a friend of both Rhea and mine, and we love him so much. Let's hear right now from Mr. Chris Thayer, guys. Give it up for Chris! Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hmm. All right. How's it going? Just kidding. It's no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't give me that. It's a lie. Um... Uh, let's just do it. Um, I, uh, I realized recently I don't know any adults. 
Um, I know a lot of people who are older than me, but I don't know any adults. Um, I, I read one time um, that uh, Jesus was 33 when he died. And I know people who are 33 and they're like, I think this is the year I'm going to start my blog. You know? It's like, can you die? Um, okay. Just a classic mean joke. Um, to make the people like you right away. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I don't do drugs, which is incredibly boring. Um, so I thought I would uh, spice up my life by doing drugs again. Um, you know, get back in there. Get, get up on the horse again. Horse, heroin. Get on heroin. Not really. Um, I, uh, I decided I was going to try and buy some Molly and have a good time, you know, because that's the only way I can. Um, so I talked to a friend of mine. He was like, I know somebody who could hook you up. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going I'm to do this, you know. Uh, but the whole thing is very foreign to me because I haven't done drugs in a very long time, uh, so long that it wasn't even called Molly. It was still called Ecstasy. It was way back, you know. And uh, Tumblr didn't exist. It was a different time. And... Uh, so I was told to text this person, and I also have this paranoia that uh, if you're texting about something illegal, you have to be very veiled about it, because you send the text, and it goes directly to a cop, <laughs> and they read it, and if it's, if it's you know, hidden enough, they forward it to the person it's going to. You know, they go, oh, the eagle has landed. Yeah, that's fine. And then <laughs> otherwise, you go straight to jail. Um, the cop in that example, not a very good cop. Um, that's why they're working in the text message filtering department. But uh, So that's one thing I have in mind. And the other thing is, uh, it's been so long since last time I've d uh, done drugs that I've watched all of The Wire. And so I'm under the impression that that's how things work. <laughs> I'm like, I have to get a burner phone, wipe the prints, throw it in the gutter in Baltimore, you know? Um, but I... I uh, was texting this, uh, this person, this, this drug dealer, everybody, let's just say it. Um, <laughs> I was texting this person, and I was like, hi, my friend said I should get in touch with you. Pretty vague, right? Pretty good. I don't say who I am, who my friend is, what I want. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I did a great job. I'm proud of myself. Uh, he's good, too, though, because he's a drug dealer, you know, so he writes back, and he goes, hi, how can I help you? Um, which I was not expecting. <laughs> Just great customer service, you know? You do not see that on the wire. Um, so that stressed me out a little bit because I felt like it was now my responsibility to figure out the code that we're going to use. And Molly is not a code anymore. That's just what it's called, you know? And so I'm like, well, what's the new lingo that I'm going to use to not go straight to jail, you know? And I didn't respond for like 45 minutes. Um, it even got to the point where I was like, you know what? Drugs are bad, you know? I just shouldn't do this. But then good sense prevailed. And I was like, I got it. Uh, so what I did was I texted him the link to Molly Shannon's Wikipedia page. Yes. And he wrote me back. And he said, ha, 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 pills are $20. And I was like, oh, no, no, ixnay on the ill pay, buddy. Thought you might want some factoids about America's foremost comedic actress. <laughs> yeah.
Anyway, I couldn't bring myself to do the drugs after all, so I am selling them if anyone here <laughs> would like to buy them. Um, I, uh, I used to live in San Francisco, and in San Francisco I had one of the best celebrity encounters I've ever had in my life. Um, one night, a friend of mine who owned this bar was like, I'm short-staffed, I need a bouncer. Do you want to do it? I was like, that's rude. Um, very funny, and then I agreed to do it. Um, and I thought it was going to be easy. I thought I'd just be like carting women who are clearly over 21, and they'd be like, oh, you little flirt, you don't really need to see my ID, do you? Yeah. And that would be it. But that's not what happened, because people are fucking nightmarish assholes. So everybody that came to this bar showed up in sweatpants and had no wallet, and they're like, I'm a regular, I demand respect, you know? And it's like, you know, you can be comfortable, or you can wear, or you can, god damn it, I fucked it up. Edit it out. Just edit me out of the podcast. I'll leave. Oh, my God. So I says... You can wear sweatpants, or I can respect you, but not both. Okay, that's what the joke was supposed to be. But I usually don't start it off with, so I says. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, at one point, this guy comes up, and he's on his cell phone, and I am just hearing this one side of his conversation. I have to wait for him to get off his phone before I can card him. And I hear just the one side. He's, like, middle-aged, and it's a very high school conversation, though, because he's like... Hey, dude, you got to get over here, man. I'm at this bar. This place is fucking sick, dude. Get down here. Yeah, fucker, get over here. Yeah, you fucking pussy. Get over here. Fucking, ah, ah, got you, bitch. Okay, yeah, motherfucker. What's that? What, what, what? That was not a fucking gay bar, dude. Fucking asshole. <laughs> All right, fuck you. So I get you, little porky pig motherfucker. Get down here. Okay. All right, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Um, so I'm sitting there just like, what the fuck was that? And he knowingly gives me an explanation. He looks at me and he looks at his phone and he goes, Guy Fieri. So. Uh, Guy Fieri, uh, host of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, who I have never wanted to meet. Uh, Guy Fieri, the spokesperson for Mountain Dew, uh, not the beverage, but the lifestyle. And it's nice to know that without meeting him, he's still exactly like I thought he was. Because that means somewhere on the other side of that conversation is Guy Fieri, presumably in some kind of leather-lined basement. And he's in his wraparound reflective sunglasses, even though he's inside. He's got, like, a shiny button-up shirt with flames on it and, like, those pants that zip off into cargo shorts, you know? He has just, like, extra chili in one of the pockets or whatever. He's on his phone, which I'm actually miming as a smaller phone because I picture it as a greasy little flip phone. And so he's on his little deep-fried phone and he's talking to his friend and he's like listening, waiting for the perfect moment. He's like, uh-huh, a bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, is it a gay bar? <laughs> I got him. That's a good one. <laughs> because gay, you know, just like a fucking idiot. And, um, and then he just goes back to, you know, jacking off with mayonnaise or whatever he does. And he just, I can't tell when I'm done. You know, whatever. All right, I'm Chris there. Thank you very much. Have a nice night. Chris Thayer, you guys. Let him hear. Oh, man. I have to... Chris was talking about drugs. Drugs. And uh, I quit... Not drugs, but uh, 
I quit drinking uh, two years ago. Silence. That's my favorite response. I love that. Whenever I do shows and I say I quit drinking, people are like, do I have to? Is this, is this why we're here? Comedy intervention. We locked the doors. Nobody's drinking again. Whenever I go to a party and somebody's like, do you want something to drink? I'm like, no, I'm okay. They're like, am I okay? I didn't know that was an option. It's terrifying to people. I just had to quit drinking because I drank it all. Like, I did all my allotted drinking. Just, I did it all up front, you know? Just all up top, got it all in. I started drinking when I was 12 years old. Yeah, because I'm from a little town called the wrong side of the tracks. When I was a kid, my favorite movie was Stand By Me, and River Phoenix in that movie was my spirit animal at the time. Just replicating his life. The first time I ever drank, I had two Colt 4540s. Yes. I chugged them both, one after the other. And then I smashed them against a brick wall. What I'm saying is they don't just give you this haircut. You have to earn it. And I did. But it is true, they say, when you like cut a vice out of your life, so like when I cut out drinking, that like all my senses are heightened. Like I feel like I can see better, smell better, food tastes better. But no sense is more heightened than my sense of superiority. Just like way up here. So much better than everybody else. I'm doing a great job. But I do have like near beer every now and then. Like I'll go get an O'Doul's at a bar. And I think my favorite part of the uh, uh, non-alcoholic beer drinking experience is blowing the dust off the cap. (laughs) That and asking the bartender and having them go, what? I was in Denver and I asked for, I was like, do you have any non-alcoholic beer in this bar? I'm sorry, do you have any? And he was like, shit, let me go see. And he (laughs) dove into a cooler. His two little feet popped out. (laughs) He was like, found it! Stamped 1976. It's a good year. It's a good year. It's delicious. And I always get carded for non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) It's just real sad. Because usually people don't think I'm even old enough to drink. So then when they charge me or card me, for non-alcoholic beer. They're really just shaming me for every aspect. Like, you look like a child, but also, you shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) You guys ready to keep this show rolling? Because I sure am. This next comic is so funny. I love her very much. Uh, She has an album coming out on literally figurative records pretty soon. You should check that out. You guys give it up for Paige Weldon. Are you good? Cool. Well, that feels good. Uh, Anyone here fuck with health insurance? Does anybody have it? Does anybody here have a PPO? A little bit more of an HMO crowd? Okay, fair enough. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I did recently get a PPO. That's the good one. means you can go anywhere you want. I was very excited about that. Uh, And so to celebrate, I did go to the gynecologist. 
I did visit. I can't recommend it enough. You're a woman, you have health insurance, go to the gynecologist. Because, like, I know my pussy's tight. But it's cool to make a medical professional say it, you know? That just feels good. I recommend it. Uh, what about death? Do we fear death as a group? A little bit. Not the healthiest fear of death in the room. Could, could be hearing more, honestly. Um, I personally fear death because it is coming for all of us. Um, that's why I fear it. But I have a plan to defeat death and live forever, which is obviously to become a ghost. That's my plan. Uh, which is why I always keep around just like a lot of unfinished business. What I'm saying, guys, never settle your debts. Don't do it. What's your ghost going to do, you know? I do feel good tonight. I feel alive. Hmm? Oh, wow. That's good. I feel alive. The world is my oyster in that it is both gross and expensive. I do manage to have some money every once in a while. I was able to save up money recently, actually, and buy myself a real bed. Pretty cool. I think you're supposed to just have one. Um, I did not. What I had uh, was a futon. Pretty cool. Uh, It was not really ideal, though. You guys always really awkward whenever I would have a man over. I always have to have that moment where I would, like, pause things. Like, I am so sorry. Uh, Could you stand up for, like, one second? (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Just, like, a couple feet back. I'm just going to... Here we go. I'm just going to real quick. Okay. You still want to? (laughs) They always do. (laughs) Very desirable. I don't know if you can tell. Very, very good. Um, oh, I am an adult. I don't know if that was clear. Um, I'm a grown-up person. I'm an adult who carries a backpack. It's fine. I just have a lot of stuff. It's not a big deal. Uh, but I do happen right now to work sort of near a middle school. <laughs> Guys, if I take a late lunch, <laughs> I walk by, I start blending in with the students. Passersby have to ask themselves... Is that a quirky 20-something? Or does that seventh grader look terrible? Is she okay? How'd she get like that? (laughs) What's going on? A big thing for me in middle school, I don't know about you guys, but I always in middle school really wanted a boyfriend. uh, Because the farthest I had gotten with any guy by the time I got to the end of eighth grade was uh, I got this one guy to draw a link from Zelda in my yearbook. Which is honestly pretty hot. It was pretty cool. Um, but then something amazing happened. The summer between 8th and ninth grade, I found out there was this boy who thought that I was cute and that that boy liked Green Day. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for high school. We're going to fall in love. <laughs> it's meant to be. But then high school started and like, nothing was really happening between us. So what I did is I had a mutual friend ask him if he did, in fact, like me. And what he said was that he did. He did like me. And also that he found my blue hair inspiring. That was nice of him to say, I thought. Um, But ultimately, what he said was that he just didn't want to be my first boyfriend. 
so then what I did is I started dating this different guy, and I dated him for six years! <laughs> ah! Gotcha! <laughs> gotcha on that one. My hair's not even blue anymore. <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up so bad. It is hard, you guys. It is hard to meet a nice man these days, huh? Where are they? I don't know. I recently spent three hours reading a book in a public place and no one fell in love with me. I don't know what else I can do. I do uh, manage to um, uh, bone a dude every once in a while. Thank you. I think it's because I have a move that I use. Uh, this is the page Walden. I'll share it with you. Uh, what I do, my move, is I'll go somewhere with friends, and then I'll let all the friends leave, so I need a ride home. Huh? Do you get it so far? <laughs> and then I'll get a ride home with a guy, and when he's dropping me off, I'll give him like that hug to say thanks. And then as I'm pulling away from the hug, I'll kiss him. Uh, and then I'll fuck that guy, and then we'll talk about it and decide we probably shouldn't do it again. And I will say that I'm fine with it, but, like, I am not fine with it. <laughs> and then I just slowly crumble inside. <laughs> um, so that's my move. Um, you guys can totally use it if you want to. <laughs> it's been consistently uh, not working for me, so you can have it. I was trying to think recently. I was trying to figure out what my ultimate sexual fantasy is. Do you guys have yours? Are you thinking about them? gross. Come on, you guys. Disgusting. Uh, I'll share mine. My ultimate sexual fantasy, I came to realize, is um, just regular sex, just like regular style, just regs. Um, Just no big deal. But then, uh, right when the guy comes, he whispers in my ear, I respect you. (laughs) And then I come three more times. And achieve all my dreams with the support of a good man. It's my ultimate fantasy. All right, I've been Paige Walton. Have a good night. Guys, that's Paige Walton. She is so great. She is so great. Oh, she's very good. Man, that was amazing, right? Do you love that? I know, that was so great. How was your day? What? You just got so spooked out. I know. I get it. Sometimes it's super, because the TV is talking to you. Um, wait, they can see it? I didn't. How was it? You had a great day? What did you do? Uh, I went to work. You went to work? What did you do? Look at you. Apparently, you don't give a fuck about your life. I just mean biking in Los Angeles is just like... I could take or leave this, you know? Because people will kill you. People will kill you in a car. We live in a city where people are just like, let's just run two Teslas together, see what happens. Like, you know what? I bet this car goes up to a thousand. Anyway, you biked. I'm real proud of you. I used to be a big cyclist. Is that something you're like committed to or just like a new thing today? Uh, no, I've been doing it for some years. Good job. Oh my god. And I and knowing nothing about your age now. I, that could be any amount of time. Yeah. 72, you look fucking great. 
I used to bike a lot when I lived in Chicago. It's a lot less crazy because there's like I bike lanes. Chicago. It's really nice. Yeah. Wait, what? Did you live there? No. I you just, well, how, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you like rented the bikes? What? Okay. <laughs> Where, from where? From New Jersey. New Jersey? Yeah. And you brought all your stuff? To Chicago. And now here's what I want to talk about you as a person. <laughs> you packed all your stuff in a car. You drove... That's how many hours? That's, that's like thir- 30 days is how long that takes <laughs> to drive here from New Jersey. And you have to listen to Bruce Springsteen the whole time. I do. I know. I know you do. <laughs> So you biked here, or you, you, so you biked here <laughs> with the car on your back, right? <laughs> yeah, you put the car in your messenger bag, rough on the shoulders, should have done a backpack, distributed the weight a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so you drove here, and then you got, you unpacked your, you were like, I gotta ride around here. That's amazing. Nobody's ever done that. <laughs> No, they don't. They don't. No, people just go straight across. But I, you're, you're going to tell me you're like, I know two to three people. I can name my friends who've done it. But I'll only believe you if you tell me their social security numbers. <laughs> Sounds like you're not a very good friend. <laughs> I know all my friends' social security numbers. So, I also biked there. I loved biking there. I will tell you, I sit by a car. All this way. You were hit by a car twice in Chicago? In LA. Who are you? You seem, yeah, because you're still getting on it. What, uh, what was the, how, what happened? Uh, a guy was like on his phone making a left mm-hmm. as I was like going straight. Right, which is, <laughs> right, literally how everybody drives every day here. I don't, I think in LA, you, is the rule you can't turn left unless you're in the right lane? Do you guys know? <laughs> It's either that or you can be coming off the high and then make a left from there. Those are the two <laughs> options. Did, I, did anything serious happen, happen to you? Thank you, you little sweetie. <laughs> I love this woman with my whole heart. I broke a, one, I, I broke a woman's windshield with my face. That's what happened. She, I was riding the bike lane, had a helmet on, was being super safe. She pulled out of a car wash. She uh, hit me. I rolled up onto her hood. I broke through her windshield <laughs> like a T-1000. <laughs> and uh, what was crazy, I don't, did you have any injuries from yours? Um, I hope, no, I hope not. I, like, I had a like, bunch of bruises. Yeah, well, I'm sorry for those bruises. I will say, I was pretty injured. I really tore up my face. I'm just saying that to you guys so you know this is what my face looks like after having gone through a windshield. So if you could try to imagine how unapproachably gorgeous I was before. Now I'm just sort of at your level. Not before! Um, So I, I not only did that, but I also really, really messed up my back. And I had to get like a ton of medical stuff done like shot all this crazy stuff and she the her insurance company didn't want to pay my medical bills and I had like 
literally like $40,000 worth of medical bills. And she admitted it was her fault and like the police said it was her fault, but the insurance company just, they, it's their job to just be like, we disagree. So I had to sue them, which is wild because I've done that. I don't know if anybody here has any, ever sued anybody, but it's a really weird process because, um, well, first of all, I'll say, when they say jury of your peers, they don't necessarily mean like jury of my peers. <laughs> I mean, definitely at the time, marriage equality was not a thing. And you don't want people to rule against you for whatever thing they've got going on in their brain, and then you have to pay $40,000 for, you know, so I I was really thinking about it, like how to present myself. Um, And I was honest about who I was, but my lawyer suggested that I dress a little differently, that I not wear menswear. So like, he was like, you should wear a dress. And I agreed to it because I didn't want to be in debt for the rest of my life. But I was like, okay, but can I wear a dress, which is a dress cut like a vest? (laughs) And incidentally, you can find those at Target. They for sure had that. So I did. I wore that. But the other amazing part is that um, I've had this haircut for a bunch of years, so I had this haircut then. Actually, this is... uh, What happened was this side got stuck in the windshield wipers, and... (laughs) No, it's not true. (laughs) This was a choice to reflect my gender, my gender being fighter pilot. But um, what I'd like to show you is that, so my lawyer recommended that I wear my hair back in a ponytail because he was like, it's a little too rock and roll. You're going to say you're a stand-up comic because people are, you know, they're, they're going to ask you your job and stuff. And then if you have this haircut, like, you, you might not come off as a serious person. You might not be trustworthy. So I was like, okay, I'll wear my hair in a ponytail if that's what you think looks trustworthy. But I'm just going to tell you, you might not know what my hair looks like in a ponytail. <laughs> so I'd like to show you guys what my hair looks like in a ponytail. Um, so it's like four little hairs. <laughs> But the thing that's the best about it is that it looks a lot less like a business casual woman as it does like I'm fighting in the Revolutionary War. (laughs) Of course, the thing is, what jury's gonna rule against one of our founding fathers, am I right? You better believe I won that case! It gave me so much faith in humanity and in our system because it really was, the jury was like people from all different walks of life and after, and you can't talk to them. Television makes you think that at any point you can just be like, I object, but you have to be quiet. (laughs) And then the the opposing lawyer says terrible things about you that are very mean and medically inaccurate. Because she was like, you know, just like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, yes, my client hit Miss Esposito. Yes, my client's windshield was broken. Yes, Miss Esposito's face was torn up. She was bleeding when she left the scene. But there's no way to prove that the windshield on my client's car caused Miss Esposito's lacerations. And you're just sitting there like, "Uh, oh, no. I know the answer to this. It does prove it. Uh, Your Honor, it does prove it. (laughs) Nothing else happened between it, so it was probably from that. Your Honor, 
Now my face just burst from the inside. So you're really putting your life in these other people's hands and it was a huge experience and trust because all of these different, these 12 people from totally different walks of life knew that this was, that an injustice had been served and they ruled in my favor. And then at, because I'm not allowed to talk to them the whole time, but then at the end, they can shake your hand or whatever as they're leaving, because then you're just human people again. That would be weird if they're like, never speak to me. Uh, And they all shook my hand, and then the last person who left was the foreman of the jury, and she was like, I just want you to know, I hope you are a huge success, and I really hope that you have a very long and rich stand-up career. And you guys, I totally fucking do. Well, you are wonderful. Round of applause for that woman. She is wonderful. You guys are wonderful. And this next comic is wonderful. I'm going to bring him out right now. You're going to lose your fucking minds. Let's hear right now from Mr. Brody Reed. Guys, give it up for Brody. Thank you. I couldn't decide whether to go through the curtains or the door. I was just like, do I be theatrical or do I... We want to be approachable, and I don't want people to approach me. So I was just like, I'll go to the curtain. That's cool. <laughs> uh, for a good starter, are there any Broad Warriors here? Just go ahead and throw up a hand or two. If you're a Broad Warrior, just gonna check through the crowd real fast. Bro, any Broad? My name is Brody. Come, a fans Broad Warriors. Just go ahead and throw a hand up if you're a Broad Warrior. If you're part of the one, two, three, pretty good. Pretty good, new record. Um, That's how I like to introduce myself to strangers. Uh, (laughs) This is exactly how. Are you guys aware of Sigmund Freud? This is like a smart crowd, right? You guys are aware of Sigmund Freud. He's got three distinctions of the personality, right? There's like the id, the ego, and the superego, right? Like your instinctual self, your intellectual self, and like your moral self, right? Like crazy, sexy, cool, right? Like left eye, chili, T-Boss, right? Uh, recently I realized that my uh, instinctual self is Kunta Kinte from the miniseries Roots. My intellectual self is Diori LaForge from Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, and my moral self is just LeVar Burton in a Kickstarter video trying to get Reading Rainbow back on the air. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's me. <laughs> um, things are going pretty good for me right now, which is kind of rare. Things are going good enough for me right now where I could like afford improv classes here, but like I'm not depressed enough to sign up for improv classes here. <laughs> things are going pretty good. So I like, I like get on the internet to find things to be like angry about. Do you guys... <laughs> this relatable i do this a lot (laughs) the current thing that i'm most angry about is there's this term on the internet called social justice warrior uh if you don't know that is it's like if you're like a good person who like cares about things like the internet wants to make fun of you and the term they use is social justice warrior it's supposed to be like an insult but to me it's like not an insult at all it just sounds like a cool cartoon character like we haven't we, every superhero has just been like morally ambiguous since like Captain Planet and we just like need another guy that'd be great I think that's great social justice warrior 
diversifying the police force by giving them all black eyes. Social justice warrior. I can't breathe. He doesn't have to. He was raised by Shaolin monks. <laughs> I think that'd be really fun. Here's an interesting segue. Uh, my favorite thing in the world are prank videos. <laughs> my favorite thing in the world are prank videos that go wrong. Do you, guys, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Specifically, prank videos in neighborhoods where people should not be pranking people. <laughs> you guys know. You're all in the world star hip-hop. All of you. I know you are. It's, it, it's videos, and there's, there's like a kid in it. Like a kid is like, hey, my name is Connor. Today we're going to go on a, a South Central, and we're going to pull people's pants up <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> no, Connor, no. <laughs> Kind of gets punched. It's it's crazy, and even though it's like some like kid like almost getting murdered, that's my favorite thing. That's <laughs> my favorite thing in the world. Black people hate pranks. <laughs> hate pranks so much. Like our entire American history has basically just been like one big prank, just like over and over. 40 acres and a mule, psych, three-fifths vote, we got you. There's a camera there, there's a camera there. Should have seen the look on your race. <laughs> you guys are fun. <laughs> um, let's see, I'm from a place called Inglewood, California. Has anyone uh, ever been to the LAX airport at all? <laughs> you've been to Inglewood. If you've never been to Inglewood, just imagine any 90s rap video. It's exactly like that. The whole city's black and white, tilted to the side. Everyone's in swim trunks, but like no one owns a pool. It's like, where are you guys going? I don't know. <laughs> Whenever... <laughs> So silly. You guys like music? <laughs> I'm really trying to connect with you, really hard. My favorite radio station, uh, it's, uh, well, this is a podcast, but there's a radio station here in Los Angeles called K Day 93.5, if you, if you guys have heard of it. It's, uh, it's like old school hip hop and RB. And it's my, it's my favorite station. And I like the music on there, but the main reason I listen to it. It's just for like the solid financial advice I get. Because <laughs> if you ever listen to K-Day, it's, it's one of those radio stations that is specifically for poor people. <laughs> so the commercials, <laughs> the commercials are all the same. It's just like, hey, do you need to pimp out your 92 Honda Civic? But you already spent your cash advance, listen up. <laughs> no credit, no problem. Prior criminal record, Still not a problem. <laughs> Complete misunderstanding on what it means to be fiscally responsible because you've been held down by an economic system that doesn't want you to succeed. We got you, fam. <laughs> EasyRentsForRent.com. <laughs> that is a real website. It's spelled exactly how you think it is. Capital E, capital Z, <laughs> RIMS, the number four, rent.com. <laughs> Please go to it. And our promo code Broder Warrior kicked me a couple bucks. <laughs> really, really appreciate it. I have one minute to tell you guys one more joke. <laughs> you guys ever notice how stand-up comedy is weird? 
<laughs> I think it is. I think it is. If aliens came down and they just saw just like a room of us, just like 50 of us in here, and just like one of us is just like standing on like a raised platform, just saying whatever he wants, that's like weird. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty weird. Imagine if you were walking down the street and you turned down an alley and there were just like 50 dogs in that alley. <laughs> or just like one dog on like a bunch of crates and he's just barking. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, this is, must be some kind of like artistic expression. This like dog is relating its, its day to the other dogs in a way that's comical, but also it connects to the deeper part of what it means to be a dog. I wouldn't think that. I would be like, oh, fuck, dog army. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> you guys are fun. Thank you so much. Brody Reed, you guys. I just want to do one quick impression for you before I bring up our next comic. Is that okay? Okay, great. This is me getting to the top of Mount Everest. Now, I know I came up here for something. <laughs> Thank you. That's me getting to the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> I love that joke. This next comic is a friend of the show. We love it when he comes by. You guys, please give it up for Sean Conroy right now. Yeah, table right on here. It's already recording right now. So, bud. I just got a new iPhone, so I'm still figuring out how these things work. You know, I used to have, like, a fancy microphone for this, and I used to have, like, a... Ryan, who produces the podcast, had, like, a whole setup and everything, but it doesn't... Make that much of a difference. ...actually make that much of a difference when you're backstage and there's going to be crazy sound anyway. Right. So I just kind of do this. Um, so you're working on the set tonight. Yes, How? I'm recording it. And I know you, you are an extremely active improviser. Yes. And you, how many days a week do you think you perform? Like, is it one? Is well, it, it depends because I was writing for a while too. Yeah. What were you I, writing on? I work on a show called Mr. Pickles yes. for Adult Swim. I remember when that like just got off the ground. Yeah. It's, we just finished writing the second season. That's great. Um, but the hours are insane. So by the time we get like two months into the writing schedule, I'm there seven days a week you know, 12 to 16 hours a day. Because Adult Swim, the great thing about Adult Swim is that they don't pay as much as everybody else, but they make you work more. I so love that. I always love when people... It's such a cool ratio. ...bring that kind of yeah, thing yeah. to the table. Um, but so that cuts into me doing any kind of performing. Like I wasn't doing well, stand-up, right. I wasn't I mean, doing I improvising. That, um, it's wild because, although you're saying what you're saying, uh, writing can be really lucrative or it can be really... Fun because you're like working in this Certainly room. It's collaborative. Yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of different things. Where I think before I moved out here, I just had this. I just thought like everybody's at their house by themselves, and I just like didn't understand what it was that it's a career that a lot of people stick to. Mm -hmm. But when performers get into writing, that can it's, be really interesting and yeah. like a hard balance because there are people who are just trying to write, and then there are people who come in from a performing background. Right, and so what happened to me was. You know, I was the head writer on this show, and I had a great group of people that I was working with in the room, and I enjoyed them, and they enjoyed me, or they pretended they enjoyed me, and it was fun to be there with them. But I realized that I was going crazy because I wasn't performing. You know what? Hang on one second. Yeah. I just realized I have to tell Rhea that she's bringing the next person up. Just stay right there. Yeah. 
Awesome. I just realized that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, amazing. So, Sean, um, you were saying. So, I was just saying that I was losing my mind because I wasn't performing at all. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that that was why I was losing my mind until I came here and did a show that I love. Mm-hmm. And it was like a weight was lifted off me. You know, as much as I was enjoying being in the room, as much as I enjoyed the people I was working with, and we all make each other laugh and blah, 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 there's a part of me that needs to be, you know, whatever damage was done to me as a child, I need to be in front of an audience sometimes, you know? Um, so you guys just finished, so there you go. Right. You did so it. Now, I'm, now you can so take now your. I'm, although I think I'm starting a new job in like a week and a half, so hopefully it won't can be. Can you the talk same about that? Kind of hours. Well, it's another animated show. Um, I can't talk about what it's for, uh, but there are episodes of it up on the GQ website. Um, the show is called uh, Gentlemen Lobsters, and right now it's like a five-minute or four, no, three or four-minute episodes, and they're trying to turn it into a full-length awesome. uh, animated show. Well, congrats on the writing success. Thank you. Sorry, it's ruining your life. Thank you. And I can't wait to see your material here tonight. <laughs> Look at you. You're doing it. Tonight's doing your it. night. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Guys, keep it going for Sean. <laughs> One more time for Sean Conroy. <laughs> this has been a great show. How are you guys feeling? Is everybody doing really well? You seem so relaxed and happy. I'm really jazzed about that. You're doing well. Yeah, how was how was your day? Oh, it was pretty good. Yeah, what did you do today? I got my hair done. Shit, girl, looks fucking amazing. <laughs> That's from today. That's from today. Was it what was going on before today? Oh, it was just my roots were growing out. Oh yeah. It was like brown. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> In this town, come on. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. They killed it. I think they killed it. You're welcome. You guys have been so smiley all night. I like it. It's great. How are you doing? Yeah. What? What? How long have you been? T- I'm gonna assume something based on your body language. How long have you been a couple? This is our second date. Your second date. That explains so much. like five dates in you'll be like get away from me not because I don't like him just hot <laughs> face the other way I'm so mean I don't know when this happened but I got so mean and sometimes I will you guys I'm sorry I don't even know if she's in here sometimes I will wake Rhea up and tell her to face the other way cause when she's breathing or something really normal like a normal human activity, like breathing or having body heat. I'm sorry. Thanks. You're welcome. It's the worst. You know what is actually the worst? You never tell me to stop breathing. That's so stupid. If you ever were mad at me for breathing loudly, then I would be absolved of my sin, but instead I'm just, oh, I'm the bad one? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably true. How'd you meet? Uh, 
What? <laughs> this is a very modern love story. I was drinking. That's why it's good. <laughs> oh, oh well. Whoopsie daisy. We didn't realize what we said. No, I think, all right, sure. I mean, I think sometimes it's good not to drink. I think other times it's okay. Yeah, it feels like it went okay. You, you were, so you were having, you'd had a few alcohol. And right, I think that's part of. Yeah, I think that's. I think, you're, I think everybody here knows what you're talking about. I don't think. Um, that's amazing. And what what did you do for your first? Obviously, this is better. What did you do for your first date? Bar. Bar. Oh, that that was the first. Oh, a different bar. You were like, I know what you like, bars. <laughs> That's amazing. What was your... Please, if you don't listen, it's... Hey. There's probably... I'm sure there's some singles out there. And first of all, I want you to know, listen, Lil' Cammy doesn't care if you want to be single. Be single if you want to be single. I am totally on your side. So cheers. But I know there also might be some singles here that are looking for some tips from a dating professional. The internet has really come along and it's made our world smaller, but also like bigger and weirder. Where like suddenly if you talk to someone, it's like, what? why are you talking to me? And so it can be confusing. That's what you thought? Oh, amazing. Wow, so you've both moderately insulted each other and I like that. Don't drink, you'll end up with this. I couldn't believe I had to talk to her. What was, what was your first conversation? Like, do you remember what you guys talked about? That really, were, oh, oopsie daisy, yeah. Is that, do you, you don't even, yeah, what'd you talk about? Like, I wanna know what works so that we can, cause I know it works for two women together. You're just like, you, here, you know? Uh, we talked about work. Work, yeah, that's, a, that's common ground. Remember, how, yeah, remember work? You can say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. What do you guys? Do? What do you guys do? That's right. No, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, please, you don't think I understand jokes? Come on. Coming into my house and explaining jokes to me. What do you do for a living? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sure you do great work. That's more important. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. What do you do at the VA? Uh, I am a clinical psychologist. At the VA? Thank you so much for doing that work. Let's hear it for this guy. Yeah. That's so important. We all... Thank you so much. Also... Selfishly, from my end, thank you for the work you do. Can't wait to see you on the lot, kid. How long have you been doing that? Um, this is my first year. This is your first year. How's it going? Is it okay? Yeah, is it? That's amazing. I'm glad to hear that. Do you feel like you're really helping people? Like, does that feel, do you, are you getting the reward you thought you would get, get it going into that field? Amazing. It's 
Sure. Yeah, right. I hear that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, yeah, financially, you are totally fucked. Yes, exactly. You are in debt so that the world can benefit. So sleep well tonight, you know what I mean? I'm serious. Like, don't even, you know, you don't even gotta, you don't, you don't know how to drink that away. You just go like, ha. I will, yeah, I hear that, I think, I think your, your reward is going to be just feeling a better person than the rest of us for the rest of your life, so it's fine. Okay, I'll stop. But you guys, do you understand what I'm talking about here? This is very important shit, because we don't do enough, we don't do, this got tall. Um, <laughs> we don't do enough stuff for vets. That guy does, though. <laughs> we don't. That fucking guy. Every day. <laughs> Guys, let's hear for that couple. And for her new hair, which does look very good. Now, we got one final comic. He's a friend of the show. He's a legend in Los Angeles. We love him. Let's hear it right now for Ron Lynch. Guys, give it up for Ron. <laughs>
That is for sure the gutsiest thing I've ever seen anybody do. That was In serious. the entirety of the, of the time that I've been doing comedy. So the level of commitment. <laughs> unreal. I fucking love Ron. And I would like to add a special detail that maybe not everybody in the audience knows, which is that we also release this show as a podcast. <laughs> at home. Number two, we are not going to cut that. No. In fact, we're going to release a podcast that is just that. Looping it, looping it, looping it for two hours. But that is actually, that would be really helpful because sometimes I fall asleep to podcasts, but there's like too much variation in the person's voice or something. Like that was perfect. I fucking love that. I felt like I was in my mother's room, you know? You guys, that is our show. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much. Let's hear for all the comics you saw. Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Thanks, you guys. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.